Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Billboard Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Keith? I am... Splendiferous. Um, super fantastic. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. I'm all those things. All of them. All of them. Because, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Olivia Rodrigo gets her second number one debut on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with Good For You, while J. Cole debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with his newest release, The Off Season, and debuts four of its songs in the top 10 on the Hot 100. Plus, we'll talk about some of the highlights and the biggest winners from this past weekend's Billboard Music Awards. And we've got an interview with Duran Duran, Simon LeBon. Yay! We spoke to Simon about the band's new single, Invisible, its artificial intelligence created video, and the group's upcoming album, Future Past, due in October. So stick around for that in just a bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com podcasts. Okay, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard Hot 100, Olivia Rodrigo earns her second number one hit as Good For You debuts atop the list. The song, which was released on May 14th, follows her previous number one, Driver's License, which reigned for eight weeks beginning upon its debut atop the chart in January. Now with Good For You at number one, Rodrigo already has three top tens under her belt, and all are from her debut album, Sour, which was released on Friday, May 21st. Aside from Good For You and Driver's License, she logged a top 10 with Deja Vu, which debuted and peaked at number 8 so far in April. And uh, following uh, its May 14th release, Good For You drew 43.2 million U.S. streams and sold 12,000 downloads in the week ending May 20th, according to MRC Data. It also attracted 3.8 million radio airplay audience impressions in the week ending May 23rd. The song debuts at number one on the streaming songs chart, number five on digital song sales, but misses the threshold of the all-format radio songs chart. 
With both Good and Driver's License having debuted at number one, that makes Sour the first debut album from an artist with two Hot 100 number one debuts. So it's probably a safe bet to assume that Sour will make a splashy debut on next week's Billboard 200 albums chart. I've already given it some streams, so <laughs> a lot of a lot of folks <laughs> got mine. It it kind of feels like that this album is going to f- to be what like a Taylor Swift album or an Alanis Morissette album or an Avril Lavigne album or a Billie Eilish album was to a certain group of of young people. Like this is going to be their album that they kind of listen to and feel like someone's speaking to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yes, I would agree with that. And I'd say that mine from that list would be Alanis <laughs> if I'm picking my own generation. <laughs> and yeah, I think that that's, that's uh, totally accurate. And, you know, she is doing just, you know, diary pages as songs. And um, she's especially poetic, more so than the average teenager, I'm assuming. Um, and um, the songs are fun and awesome and good for you. I mean, is it's her like Paramore pop punk moment. It's super fun. Yeah. So love it. Well, next up, J. Cole makes snooze on both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Hot 100 as his new album, The Off Season, debuts at number one on the Billboard 200, while all 12 of the album's songs debut in the top 40 on the Hot 100, including four in the top 10. In doing so, not only does Cole get his sixth number one album, but he also gets his highest charting song ever on the Hot 100 as My Life debuts at number two. Now, the offseason starts with 2021's biggest week for a hip-hop release as the set launches with 282,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S. in the week ending May 20th, the only album to score a bigger week among all genres than Cole was the debut frame of Taylor Swift's Fearless, Taylor's version, with 291,000 units back on the April 24th dated chart. Also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, Nicki Minaj's Beam Me Up Scotty mixtape debuts at number two with 80,000 units. It's her fifth charting album, and all of them have reached the top two on the chart. Beam Me Up Scotty was initially released for free back in 2009, but was not commercially issued or distributed to streaming services until May 14th of this year. The new version of the album houses most of the tracks from the 2009 version of the album and adds three new cuts for good measure, including Seeing Green with Drake and Lil Wayne. Also in the top 10 on Billboard 200, the Black Keys and Alan Jackson start at number 6 and 9 with Delta Cream and Where Have You Gone, respectively. And it's the 5th and 15th top 10s for the acts. Now before we hop into our interview with Simon LeBon, whose band Duran Duran happened to perform on the Billboard Music Awards Sunday night. It's like we planned we this we or should. something. It's like that. Uh, We thought we should maybe look back on some of the, the biggest winners of the night and the very biggest winner of the night is obviously The weekend, who took home 10 awards on Sunday, which actually brings his total BBMAs to 19. Yeah. So he he doubled his awards in a single night, which is impressive, more than doubled. It's the magic of the BBMAs, everybody. (laughs) If you have a big year, you have a big year. Um, And he took home the top prize of the night, which was Top Artist. Um, He also took home uh, the Hot 100 100 song for Blinding Lights. Yeah, and he accepted on the show, I think, three awards and also performed and looked great, wasn't wearing his red jacket, as he noted, and also <gasps> teased a new album era coming, that the dawn is coming, he said. 
So we'll what see what that, that means. Mean? Okay, sure. It means he'll be top artist next year too, probably. Right. No, just <laughs> um, other top winners included Pop Smoke, who won five awards. Um, one of those awards was televised, and his mom came on and accepted the award. I believe it was top uh, Billboard two hundred. Yep, for shoot and for the stars, aim for the moon. Super sweet moment of having his mom uh, accept the award on his behalf, uh, and so very cool to to see him take home five awards posthumously on Sunday night. Um, and we also had four awards apiece for BTS and Bad Bunny. So big night for all these uh, these people. And I think everyone, obviously, except for Pop Smoke, I just said, also performed at the show. A lot of incredible performances, um, including from our upcoming guest, uh, Simon and Duran Duran. Uh, I think, personally, Keith and I have not discussed this yet, but I'm not sure if you watched the entirety of the Pink performance keith it was I didn't, I didn't realize her daughter was going to be flying through the air too neither did i i mean i knew that they had that song together that they started the performance with the cover me in sunshine but i i couldn't believe how well her daughter did all those acrobatics and it was so sweet at the end they both seemed so like relieved that it had gone off without a hitch i mean it must have been super stressful for a young child to to do all of that but they they were awesome i thought it was incredible yeah. Um, uh, also, we didn't mention Drake uh, was mm. honored with the Artist of the Decade Award, recognizing how he was the top artist for the 2010s decade. Um, you know, COVID makes us run a little bit late these these, th- you know. these things. So we're it's, it's 2021. <laughs> so, you know, it's never too if late. We, if we hadn't waited until this show and we had done it last year in the COVID show, we probably wouldn't have gotten to see Drake's son Adonis come out with him, uh, which was an incredible moment. Probably the buzziest uh, moment on Twitter of the night. For yeah, sure. it, it was an, it's it's an exciting it was an exciting night and um I'm uh, it's always a thrill to know that um there is a televised uh, award show that honors um those artists and songs and albums that performed so well on the Billboard charts. It's a show with the Billboard name on it and like yep. where else do you work at where you have an award show that has the name of your company in it? I mean, well, I did work at MTV News for seven years, so we had we had a few. Listen, lady, you work here now. It's a little bit different. Uh, I wanted to say one more thing, and maybe you'll cut this out when you edit the show. But I just wanted to say that I thought um, the way that we did the outdoor performances for the show on Sunday night was such a smart. Uh, way of kind of you know easing back into awards shows because it felt like a festival or something it felt um our co- co-worker and co-founder of the uh, or founder of the billboard pop shop pod- podcast jason he joked that uh it felt like mtv spring break in like a really great way <laughs> and i oh, love okay. that <laughs> yeah it, it, as opposed to the actual traditional mtv spring yeah. break way which... <laughs> it was an elevated mtv spring break <laughs> And now it's time for our interview with Duran Duran, Simon Laban. We caught up with the Duran Duran frontman to chat about the band's first album in six long years, Future Past, which is due out in October, as well as its lead single, Invisible, which just dropped alongside a music video that was created via artificial intelligence. In our fun chat, we also take a stroll down memory lane as this year marks the 40th anniversary of the band's first single, album, and, yes, debut on the Billboard charts. So here's our interview with Duran Duran's Simon Laban. Invisible. 
Hello to Simon LeBond and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. How are you, sir? I'm very fine. Thank you very much. Very excited. This is a, this is a really special time. Um, every every time you have a project or a cycle, uh, when you release the first material from your new album, is just it's it's when it's when you give it to everybody else. It's when it stops becoming yours and it becomes everybody who hears it. It's it, the music belongs to them now. After all that time of hoarding it to ourselves it's now it's now out there and it, it belongs to people who listen to it and um we're right at the beginning it's all it's all potential and that song that belongs to us now is called invisible and it yes. just came out and it's the first taste yeah. of your upcoming album future past which is coming out on october 22nd so can you talk about how this song came together and why it was you know the right statement for the band to come out with right now well, the start, yeah, okay. The song, well, the song started as, um, I think, it started as a drum beat actually, and everything kind of fell. I mean, you can you can hear it, you can tell how important that drum beat is. You know, there's that there's that amazing da 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 at the end of the, the you know the cadence really, um, and it's so and and really, it, it uh, we all we all served the drums in a way, um, the lyric. I think I, I started off with the shy one. I think it might, might have been shy boy to begin with, but then I thought I wanted to make it a bit more kind of inclusive. Hmm. And um, and it it soon developed into the this idea of a person who, in a relationship, was not was not really being registered by the other person who's being being ignored really. And then it started to be well, this person maybe this person's kind of isn't registering with everybody around him, maybe his family or maybe the, the, you know, the, the world in general. And then, then it kind of occurred to me, wow, but there's loads of people like this. There's a, there's, there's a, whole, there's a whole section of society who feel they haven't got a voice, who, who feel they're ignored and don't get listened to. And it's one of the reasons we've had these massive um, social public uh, protests recently. For example, the Black Lives Matter movement, which is... Mm -hmm. Which is which is you know been such an important part of all our lives in the last year, and um, and you know and I wrote that line and but a voiceless crowd isn't backing down because these people may not be ignored but they refuse to be ignored and they will actually they will assert themselves and I think that's really what the song's about. It's called Invisible, but it's about making. It's actually about making yourself visible. You know, um, it's interesting when I first saw the lyrics, I mean, often Duran Duran lyrics are kind of cryptic where yeah, you can kind of interpret leak. them. Yeah, you can you can interpret yeah. them however you'd like. And yeah. I thought it was interesting that you kind of specifically kind of spell it out for us in a way so that we have a better understanding of where you were coming from for this particular track. But I, so that's super interesting. I, I When I first heard it, you didn't really get that. And then as I started to read yeah. the lyrics even more, you get deeper into it. You're like, oh, I see. Oh, multiple yeah. meanings. Yeah. Uh, yeah and and also i mean because a song a song is, is is it's a very brief it's a very brief format in which to make any kind of statement and 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 you know you have to you have to put you have to make the words as loaded as possible yeah, you know? yeah. and there's no there's no room for spare lyrics there's no you can't you can't just chuck words in for the sake of it every word has to has to be um, fulfill its its purpose um, well, the music video, which also came out on the same day, is yeah. it's a it's a trip. 
Um, it's extraordinary, isn't it? It's, Absolutely extraordinary. It's um, I've watched it. I don't know, probably like four times or more. It's, it's more than me. I just oh, wait, hey, now. Um, I'm going to get into it tonight. <laughs> and um, I watched it properly in the simulated 360 on my headphones um, because it's processed in an interesting technology. The song and the video are, if you listen to Amazon HD or Title Hi-Fi, it's in a 360 audio swirling format around your head. Um, but the video um, is was generated by artificial intelligence by yeah. something called Huxley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was reading, okay, now let me get this right. The imagery in the video was generated from the lyrics of the song somehow. I'm still confused. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain it to yeah. some idiot like me how the video <laughs> was made? Believe me, it's one idiot explaining to another idiot if that's what it's going to be like. Um, because 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 I find it very difficult to get my head around the whole thing as well. So Huxley is a creative AI that's been developed by um, a bunch of people called Nested Minds. And um, it's all really at the heart of all this is a neuro is, is neuroscience, the way the mind works, the way the human mind works. And they've tried and they what they've done with Huxley is, they, is they've, they've kind of made an approximation of the way that that um, that that thoughts that people think thoughts are created inside the human brain. And they've made and, and you know, you can you can. You can see Huxley as a program, but it's not. It's got so much more going on. It's it's uh, it's it's very complex, and um, and and it, it it's so complex it uh, affects itself, and it learns, and it and, and I mean it, it's 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 a big stretch to say that it thinks. Maybe we could say it dreams. Um, I'm obviously it's not conscious because conscious AI is, well, then you, you're talking science fiction these days Terminator, at the yes. moment. Yeah. Um, or yes, indeed. Um, it doesn't, it, it's not conscious, but it does, it is affected by you, you input um, images. So images of the world, images that relate to previous Duran Duran lyrics, um images of the band i mean there's also there's the lip syncing that we did that, that's been uh, that was put in the machine as well it looks it looks very deep fake like like they've somehow yes. deep faked the members of duran yes. duran yeah <laughs> yeah we're all gonna end up looking like donald trump <laughs> oh hey now i didn't say that but all right uh, well okay <laughs> um so uh you but you put all this stuff in and and the and the words that um and the and Huxley puts puts it all together, and then it just runs and it it dreams these images that go, and they go with the music. The music's also inputted into it. That's how I understand it. I, I know it's a pretty vague exp- explanation, and I feel like I'm slightly bullshitting because I don't really understand it to be honest with you. Because I'm just a I'm just a front man, you know. I just get up there on a stage and. And have these these kind of beefs that I want to get across to the public. <laughs> it's beautiful, though the video. I mean, like the yeah. fact that it turned into a work of art coming from a machine is 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 pretty wild. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, also hard to believe is uh, by the time Future Past is released, it will mark the longest gap between studio albums from Duran Duran. It's been six years since yeah. Paper Gods in 2015. Yeah. <clears throat> did Did you realize it had been that long? And and maybe why was it a little longer this time around? Um. 
I I knew it was a long time. Um, but the, the and 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 obviously the the big reason that it took such a long time was the was was the the emergence of COVID nineteen COVID nineteen sure. a global pandemic um and the ensuing lockdown and how that affected not just our working schedules but also um life in general and and one's ability to to um have have a well really have music that that could make any kind of an impact um and we you know we we thoroughly intended to get this um record out in 2020 2020 but you know it all it all everything suddenly shut down and then we thought hang on let's not let's not rush this because it, it you know maybe we need we'll just we'll just we don't know what's going to happen um we, and 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 it, it would be very easy for the album to go out there and, and become completely overlooked or just disappear in 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 the sort of you know in comparison with the other things that are happening in the world so we thought we'll just hang on for a minute and in that time that we hung on we had an opportunity to step back rather in a way that an artist who's you know working on a small detail in the painting is able to at some point he has to step back and look at it as a whole and, and think a is it finished and b is it good enough and we actually thought you know what it's not finished and it's not good enough and we can we we can make it better and we can make it complete oh, so act we're actually in the process of doing that right now the album doesn't actually get released until october october got, 27th a leisurely amount of time before that comes out you can add a whole it, second that, album that, to it <laughs> well, yes. I mean, but we just want to make this one the, the 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 best piece of work it can possibly be for now. You know, on the album, by the way, there's a who's who of amazing collaborators that you've announced already. Um, Errol Alcan, I believe, is yes. him. Okay, uh, Giorgio Moroder, Mark Ronson, Blurs Graham Coxon, among others. Um, so, of those folks, I've heard a lot of of those people, but I have. I haven't heard of, and I feel kind of ashamed to say, I haven't heard of Errol before. Um, so right. I fell into a SoundCloud the other day into a rabbit hole yeah. and ended yeah. up sort of dancing in my kitchen because there's a lot uh, of kind of like- You would do when it comes to Errol because it, he's he is, he's Mr. Dance Floor. It's very, uh, it just, really the, just the stuff I heard is very kind of like throwback disco, but still sounds cool and current and fresh. So I'm wondering yeah. how did you guys find him? How did you stumble upon him? Um, how did that come together? Well, it, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of strange that we'd never met before, um, but it was actually Mark Ronson who came up with this name because we, we, you know, we approached Mark and said, what do you think? Do you want to be involved at any sort of at any level and sort of in, in any capacity? What do you think? And then he said, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to do sort of a couple of tracks with you. And, um, and um, by the way, you, you know, want somebody to kind of to, to work with on the on the rest of the body on the body of it, then um, you should meet up with this guy Errol Alcan. He's um, he's been uh, producing. He's a DJ. He's been producing music for the dance floor for a long time. He did the remix of a, a killer's song called "The Man," and it was his. He actually re, he reformatted the song. He put you know he moved things around and he 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 gave the song a dynamic. Funny enough, I'd heard a demo of it, and 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 he really turned it into something that you could listen to and, and it really worked. Um, and it was his and it's his version that was released as the single. Um, so Errol's uh, he's amazing. He's really good. And then and then I went around his house to, to work on some stuff with him one day. He's got a nice little studio in his back garden. And he said, Look, 
This is the first record I ever bought, and it's the 12 inch of the Reflex. Well, yeah, it was, his, <laughs> yeah, it was his first ever purchase. So, you know, what comes around? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, God, I, mean, well I, meant, I meant what goes around. <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah you you brought up a moment from the past so i will sort of indulge for a moment because 2021 incredibly marks the 40th anniversary of the release of duran duran's first single planet earth does, and yeah, your first yeah. album and rather importantly duran duran's debut on the billboard charts mm. um and naturally because we are billboard and because i work within the charts department here at billboard um I would love to know if you have any memory of your first um, encounter with Billboard, either the seeing the charts or reading the magazine or maybe seeing yourself on the charts. Um, I don't know if it was a big deal in the UK back then. Maybe it was only when America, when you finally got here. But can you remember the first time you encountered Billboard? Yeah, actually, I think we went over, we came over, we came over to America in late. 1980 was it no no 81 it was in 81 we came over for the very first time it was a hell of a trip you can imagine a bunch of english boys getting you know <laughs> getting off the airplane in, at uh, jfk and um and and it's quite funny actually we came out of jfk and the signs the sign said um it, it was uh you know one one way was pointed to new york city Manhattan and the others and in this and the sign going the other way was like Montauk and and uh, out on Long Island you know the Hamptons and we didn't know anything about that stuff and and we and we then the car came out and we turned right instead of left and we went out up to up into Long Island we actually um because our first so <laughs> I, our first show was in a place called, I think it's called Hapogee, Hapog, Hapog. Anyway, you don't know, do you? No. Nope. It's a, anyway. We're both in a, LA. Sorry. That was, <laughs> a, that, that was our first show in, and, and it wasn't in New York, but that trip also, we, um, we met up with our record company at the time, which was Capital Records. And um, we went to their, up into their um, offices. And, and um, I remember somebody getting out, the billboard magazine and, and the on, i think the chart was on the back cover and he said this is what it's all about and um you know you looked at that you looked at those those names and you know bruce springsteen and others um <laughs> and and uh thought wow yeah if only and then one day somebody sent you know i think we were in the uk at the time but we, and we knew we'd had a number one they sent us the actual copy with the reflex at number one on the billboard chart and that was a really big deal for us you've had two number ones on the billboard hot 100 with uh the a view to a kill and the reflex and the reflex uh partially got to number one because of an interesting remix that niall did for you kind of in the way the the man got a remix to make it for a single yeah you know? so it all yeah, kind of absolutely. really comes full circle absolutely uh simon you are also a fellow podcast host we basically are colleagues um and you have your yeah, own week yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have your own weekly podcast called Woosh well Sirius actually XM. i've got it's it's yes i'm serious is it is that is that considered a podcast i guess I, radio show it's a radio uh, show <laughs> but it's a great thing to be doing though isn't it i mean you're creating something on a, on a regular basis that um 
you know, for, for me as a performer, it's a very, it's, it's a very different thing going on stage and standing in front of, um, you know, however many people, 10,000, 15,000 people, maybe more and, and doing a, a, a two, two hour show and then, and then going away and probably not seeing them for another three or four years. Um, Oh, oh, oh. Oops, you just muted. Hold on. Oops. Oh. Sorry about that. Was that me? No, you muted me. I accidentally I muted you. Ah, you muted me. <laughs> I will I will muted leave that me? in. I will leave that in because this is terrible. <laughs> Who does he think he is? <laughs> I'm so sorry. This He's on a power <laughs> trip. <laughs> I'm clearly not a proper podcast host. That is all. That is it. I'm so sorry, Simon. <sighs> I was talking about the difference, what it's like, what they, you know, what's like to do a podcast. See, you, you know, you go on stage for um, for a couple of hours in front of thousands and thousands of people, and you don't see them again for three or four years. Um, but you know, with a weekly podcast, and 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 it's a different, it's a different kind of energy as well, obviously, because we're talking and we're playing other people's music as well. Um, it's been a real. Uh, a wonderful experience, a, a real great learning curve for me, um, not least in the amount of amazing new music I've been able to discover. It's ridiculous. Our show, our exactly. show, Whoosh, is mostly new music. It's mostly stuff that's sort of, I mean, I don't have a, I don't have any rules. I've just got to like it. That's all. That's the only rule. How do you, um, find, I, how do you find all this music? Because I've listened to a, a little bit of a few episodes and I don't think I've ever heard of any of the songs before. Yeah. Full stop. Well, there's this thing called Spotify. Okay, you know, all right. Oh, I got this thing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting what you can do with it. Um, I, I, it, you, I, I like to let it, I like to surf it, basically. Um, that's one of the things I do. And I, you, you find you end up kind of riding, riding a wave and, and also going down rabbit holes. Um, and and it's great. One, one one artist leads you can lead you to another artist, can lead you to another artist, to a different genre of music. Um, there's also there's Bandcamp, which I think is really useful because they because there's a lot of sort of there doesn't seem to be any hierarchy of of, of su success. On, on it seems to be less of a hierarchy, let's say. Um, and I and I'm really happy. My, my my greatest pleasure is to find is is to go onto one of these services and find and find an artist who has like 87 monthly plays, mm. um, and 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 then listen to this, you know, something great by that artist. I mean, I've come across some really good stuff. It's so exciting. I'm really I'm, I'm there's there's a have you heard of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? I no. have. I, well, I, I have. You have. Keith I, has. I, I have, but I, I wouldn't. I don't ask me about specific things. But I'm like, I, I've heard of that band's name, and I think I've heard of a song. Right. But don't quiz me on them. Keith, <laughs> you are a member of the Cognoscenti. Um, <laughs> Katie, let me tell you about Liz, King yes, Lizard and the Lizard Wizard. So I can't remember. I can't actually, off the top of my head, remember any of the tunes. But um, they're uh, from Australia. And as well as having the stupid name, stupidest name in the business, they um, they make this extraordinary music, and they use a lot of one. Somebody in the band has got a has got a real in with. Um, uh, well, it sounds Middle Eastern. There's a sort of Arabic flavor to a lot of their to a lot of their music, but they're but they're definitely a modern um, alternative rock band. Um, but the, but they also you know. If you listen to um, Eastern music, um, it, they have a different scale 
slightly different notes. It's not, you know, we have, we, we've got used to the, the Western scale, which is um, 12 tones or 12 semitones. Um, we're making up an octave the 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 and, the and those 12 tones are very regular and, and our ears have become used to them when you listen to this stuff from from you know from arab countries from india um there's a different tonality because their notes don't have exactly the same intervals as ours do and somebody in king gizzard and the lizard wizard is using though that that tonal that intonation let's say and putting it into modern Western music, and the result is extraordinary. Um, I've never heard it before, and I'm so excited every time I hear it. I played it to somebody who's I, I, somebody I know quite well is suffering from dementia. She's getting on a bit, and when she heard this music, she lit up with joy. It really, really affected her. It's incredible. Wow. Um, well, gosh, Simon. Um... We could chat for a while, but yeah, we, we, can. we well, should. I've got a few minutes more if you want. Um, well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I do nothing else. You're 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 working. You're 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 out there hustling. I just you're, you're I just want to make Katie giggle because <laughs> it really is one of the greatest joys in life, isn't it? Hearing a girl giggling. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. That <laughs> oh, you're doing a wonderful job. Just, just keep on giggling there, Katie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we should probably though wrap up. So uh, thank, okay. you, thank you so much, Simon, for taking the time. And uh, we're super stoked about the new single and the new album. And I'm excited to see that you have green vinyl and white vinyl available to buy yes. in your store. And I mean, we've got, even. I'm yeah, waiting I mean, for the eight tractor. Uh, we've Simon. hardly talked about the album. We didn't talk about well, we've got so up. much more to talk about. We will this, come back this. in a few months. We can uh, go Lee. Be we got Mike Garson. We got Graham Coxon. These great artists are on it with us as well. And, uh, but we'll talk about that next time, eh? There's lots of time. There, you can go, okay. go, go find out more information about the album now. You have so much time to, to leisurely uh, uh, learn about the album. So thank you again, Simon, for taking the time. And um, oh, it's a thank pleasure. You. Lovely, to, lovely to meet you, Keith. Lovely to meet you, Katie. You too. Thank you again to Simon for taking the time. And Lord, I am still so terribly sorry for accidentally muting you in the middle of our interview. Um, I'm still laughing about it. Hopefully well, he is too. He, he loves your giggle. So, yes, you know, that's right. Um, make sure to check out Invisible Now and visit DuranDuran.com for information on how to pre-order the upcoming album. And do make sure to check out Simon's radio sh show called Whoosh which he co-hosts with Caddy Krasner on SiriusXM. And for more information on that, you can visit radio.duranduran.com. And now it's time for the Chart Stat of the Week. Staying with our Duran Duran theme, it was 40 years ago this week that Duran Duran's first hit on the Billboard charts and the band's first single, Planet Earth, peaked at number 26 on the Dance Club Songs chart, dated May 23rd, 1981. Planet Earth was from the band's self-titled debut album, and that album is one of a dozen top 40 charting albums for the band on the Billboard 200. Duran Duran has also notched number one singles on Billboard's rock, pop, and dance charts over the decades, including a pair of number ones on the Hot 100 with The Reflex and A View to a Kill. So there you have it. 40 years ago this week, 
Duran Duran's first single and first chart hit, Planet Earth, peaked at number 26 on the Dance Club Songs chart. Uh, we've reached the end of our big Duran Duran enhanced show. Um, what song should we go out on, Katie? Oh my gosh. I mean, if we're going to do a Duran Duran song, I want you to choose what Duran Duran song we're going to go out on. Uh, let's go out on... Uh... Hmm. Oh God, this is tough. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you three to pick from and you can pick okay. one. You can pick either The Reflex, you can pick uh, Ordinary World, or you can pick Hungry Like the Wolf. Well, you named my favorite Duran Duran song, so Ordinary World is what we're going out on. Wow. Solid choice, Katie. Solid choice. <laughs> Thank you. See you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. But I won't cry for yesterday. There's an ordinary world. Somehow I have to find. I to make my way to the With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.